It's no secret that real estate is one of the best investment vehicles out there. But with all the current uncertainty, how do we know when and where to put our hard-earned money to work for us? It's easy to become distracted by that shiny object or the quote-unquote next best thing. So how do we determine which strategies will best align with our financial goals? Whether you're an active real estate entrepreneur, a passive investor, or looking to get into real estate investing, our goal is to provide investors with the insights and strategies to build our portfolios all while protecting our capital. I'm Danny Nichols. And I'm Chris Thompson. This is the Two Smart Assets Real Estate Investing Podcast. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the show. This is the Two Smart Assets Real Estate Investing Podcast. I am your host, Danny Nichols, here once again with my co-host, Chris Thompson. Hey, what's going on, Dan? It's good to see you, man. Good to see you too, sir. Had another great guest on this week. Tell the listeners who we spoke with today. Okay. So today we brought in Dr. Jeff Anzalone. Uh, Jeff is a full-time practicing periodontist in the great state of Louisiana. He's also the author and founder of DebtFreeDoctor.com. His focus is on helping doctors and other high-income professionals create passive income from real estate so that they can stop trading their time for money. Today, we spoke with Dr. Anzalone about his strategies for crushing burdensome student debt quickly. Jeff also talked about how to deal with failures and how to learn from them. Uh, he also brought up a fantastic point about a skiing accident that highlighted the importance of passive income, which is an important lesson he almost learned the hard way. It's good stuff. A lot of good stuff in here and a lot of relatable stuff, really, I think, you know, for us. And I think our listeners are going to take away a lot from it as well. So I'm super excited to dive into this week's episode. All right. Two quick things before we get into today's episode. If you're a fan of the show or even a first time listener, we would really appreciate you leaving us a rating and written review. Really helps us attract more guests, grow the podcast, and ultimately provide better information for everyone listening. Secondly, if you're a passive real estate investor or looking to learn more about passive investing, then check out our website at twosmartassets.com. There you can find our updated passive investing guide. This guide will help you get started in your passive investing journey and provide you with the right questions to ask to make sure you're ready for when the real opportunities come your way. All right, now that that's out of the way, let's jump into today's episode with Jeff Anzalone. Jeff, it's great to see you. Welcome to the show. Thanks, guys, for having me. Looking forward to it. Yeah, absolutely. We've been looking forward to this for, for quite some time now. We think you've got a great story. And, you know, I say we just start there. You know, you're a doctor and a real estate investor. So let's just, just kick this thing off there. Tell us more about your story, your background, and how you ultimately landed on a passive investing in real estate. Okay, I'll, I'll make this. Uh, I know we don't have a lot of time, so I'll make this as, as quick and painless as possible. But uh, roughly about two weeks before I finished my training at LSU in New Orleans, the the group that I was supposed to join here for practice, the, the job offer fell through. And they don't teach you anything in training about how to run a business or anything like that, probably with, with any profession, you know, how to be an attorney or doctor, or whatever. So I had a we had a two month old three hundred thousand dollars in student loan debt, had just bought a house interest only from my banking friend that that knew me. And because he knew the group I was going in with, he said, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll make it happen for you. So, uh, but the worst part about it is, you know, I, I didn't know how to run a business. So it was, it was very, very scary as you can imagine. But, um, being from a small town here in Louisiana, word got out. I had a guy reach out to me that was another specialist that sort of the same thing happened to him too. And he took me in. I didn't have to take out any more loans. I was able to use his equipment, uh, rent space from him. He allowed me to, we could use the same staff members as he had. And he helped me network in the area. 
And I was able to do that a couple of years, learn the ropes. And then I went off to, to buy my own building, which is what I'm in now, my practice. And during that time period, I had to go back to what I was doing in high school and college. And that was mow yards. I was probably the, probably one of the highest trained um, yard <laughs> men out there in the United States. But, right. uh, you know, you got to do what you got to do to make ends meet. Very humbling experience, but, um, you know, it's part of it. So after things got going well and um, we're able to follow the Dave Ramsey principles, you know, debt snowball, able to, to clear up the uh, debt after about six and a half, seven years. And probably about six or seven years ago, we were snow skiing and I fell, had a kid cut out in front of me. I fell and I landed on my, you know, you put your hands down, you know, when you fall and you know how your wrists bend backwards. And that was the first time that I started thinking, what, how would I provide for my family if I was injured? And, you know, as you know, you never think about getting hurt or sick until, you know, you get hurt or you get sick. So that started me thinking, what do I need to do? Do I need to look at doing other jobs, other sources of income? I didn't know where to start, but that led me down the path of finding passive income streams from real estate. So that that's about a 30 minute story shortened down into about four or five minutes for you. Now you got, uh, you got a lot of stuff going on there and I'd like to unpack a little bit of it. You know, you're the, the founder of the debt-free doctor, you know, you mentioned just being, you know, literally coming out of college and being hundreds of thousands of dollars in debt. Luckily I didn't, uh, incur that kind of debt, but that makes my eyes like water just thinking about that. But you know, it's, it's, uh, so basically I just want to take that moment, just talk about debt reduction just for a minute. You know, we know there's a lot of people that are weighed down, uh, just by massive debt, sometimes meant just many tens of thousands like me, uh, or even hundreds of thousands like you, like it may be medical bills, school loans, or a variety of reasons, who knows. And that debt is usually just holding them back, keeping people from thriving and from what could be probably like a very happy, meaningful life, you know. Um, can you share with some some of the tips and tricks and strategies you mentioned dave ramsey but like how were you able to like pull yourself out and and really that's a frankly really short amount of time that you were able to to overcome that like can you share with us a little bit of like what that looked like for you and how you came to be the debt-free doctor yeah um is this is this uh, audio and video or just audio it's audio both video. okay so if for people that are watching you can see i have a whiteboard behind me so i had a a similar whiteboard when when I started, and I, and I'm a very visual person, I would just write down the all the different debts that we had. You know, it, it was mainly student loans, but it was multiple different ones, seven or eight, um, private and public. And we just followed the you know Dave Ramsey's principles. You start with the smallest one, and you throw everything you can at that. Now, when I talk about debt reduction, I'm talking about consumer debt. I'm talking about student loans, if you have credit cards, cars, things like that. I'm not talking mm -hmm. about mortgage or rental property or anything like that. Sure. But um, so we were just focused on that. And then it, and it, it really is psychological because once you start whittling away at that one and then you go to the next one, it does start the snowball. So you, you're actually able to find more money, you know, as you continue to make more money, you don't go out to eat as much or whatever. 
you you put more money in. So it's exciting to see that, you know, coming off. So what I thought was going to take 10 plus years to do, you know, took just under seven years, probably could have done it quicker than that, but I still wanted to have a life and, you know, live sure. some. But um, on the flip side, I have people tell me, well, I'm not going to rush to pay off something that's only two or three percent. And that's fine. I mean, it's it's called personal finance for a reason because it's personal. But I can't tell you how many conversations I've had with 50 and 60 year old doctors, physicians, attorneys that still have student loan debt. I'm like, mm. who who wants to get near retirement with student loan debt? I just, cool. I don't, I just not me. But, it, but again, it's, again, it's up to you, but that's how we chose. And it's a lot more freeing to take that amount of money that I was paying on that last one. And now you can really, you know, do things with it. If you want to invest it, if you want to purchase a home, if you want to do whatever, well, that's a lot more for me, a lot more options versus not. Yeah, absolutely. I want to touch on something real quick. You know, I know when I paid off all of my student loans, which they're, you know, pretty small compared to $300,000, but uh, I know when I paid those off, it was an amazing feeling, right? I mean, uh, it was something that felt really good to me. Like, oh, I got this accomplished. It was like Chris said, you know, getting weighed down by this debt. I felt like I had been, you know, relieved of this. Uh, and I'm kind of curious, how did you and your family feel as soon as you guys were basically debt free? It's, um, we kind of did the debt free, the debt free scream, you know, back then we were listening to it. Even my kids were, were into it a little bit. So it was, it's a great feeling, especially when you pay off your house, just knowing that wow. all you got to do is pay taxes and insurance. So that's a, a really good feeling too. Um, it's, it's just a big weight off of your chest, you know, to where, especially during the, the pandemic when we, you know, we had to shut our practices down for a couple months and there's a, there's a, a main dental forum that I'm on and, and reading a lot of the comments while we were in the middle of the pandemic. And, you know, some of them that stood out to me were things like, I'm, I'm never going to take out money again for things. Um, as soon as I get back to work, I'm paying off my car, I'm paying, you know, paying off student loans. And so it was so much stress mm-hmm. that a lot of their consumer debts were causing so again, who, who, who would have thought a pandemic would have hit, you know, nobody, of course, but again, that, that just gives you options. So when Murphy does come knocking on your door, it's not going to be as bad as, as it potentially could be. So pretty good, pretty good point. Um, so how did the, how did, how'd you go to, uh, like calling yourself the debt-free doctor? Like how that, how that edge come along? When I first started the blog, it was, it was mainly geared towards, teaching people the principles that I had used to, to get out from under a lot of the debt. And then also it was just basic investing. Mm-hmm. And at that time, the majority of the, our investing strategy was simple index funds and, you know, different ways, how to, how to take some money and, you know, save for 529 plans and index funds and starting an emergency fund. And, you know, just the, the basic principles that Dave Ramsey was teaching because we sure. were so involved at that time. But now if you go to the site, you can see that it's it's made a complete um, turn because now it's just 98% focused on real estate or, you know, ways to to change your mindset about passive income or growth mindset or work or that sort of thing. And once once I made that switch and I, and I emailed everybody years ago when when I was going to make the switch. But once I made that switch, I mean, it was almost like the stock market, you know, 
you know, it dropped after the pandemic and then you know, how, how it just kind of came right back up. It was, it was like that. It just really took off and um, the rest is history. That's pretty awesome. Uh, I want to take just a minute, just to pivot, like, you know, you've gone through a lot and, and there's a lot of things that you've had to overcome. A lot of things that you've probably messed up. You know, that's really no secret that everyone's going to run into a little bit of failure at some point, somewhere in their lives or their careers. Uh, I know for me and Danny both, you know, we try to find the, the silver lining, you know, or the, the lesson to be had from this loss or from this, from whatever mistake or failure that we run across, just so that way, ha- just have something to put forward in the future. I don't like making the same mistake two times. I'm curious, like what, you know, what is, what does learning from failure mean to you? And can you like maybe share a time where, you know, you found yourself recovering from a mistake and what you've learned? Yeah, I um, actually heard something not that long ago. Uh, it was the, the girl that started Spanx, the billionaire. I don't remember her name, but she said growing up, her dad, she never forget her dad asked her, and I believe her brother, on a weekly basis, not guys, what did you learn from school or this and that? So, hey, guys, what did y'all fail at this week? Mm-hmm. He was always focused on what they failed on so he could teach them that you're going to have failures and it's going to be a normal process of life, but it's how you approach that and what you learn from that. And, and I make that a point to my kids too, not only in sports, but in school too, or, or whatever, you know, you're going to have failures. Probably my, thus far, my biggest financial failure actually happened in your, in your backyard in Oklahoma. That was the, I was started off investing crowdfunding, and did, did several deals that worked out well. Then um, I wanted to go big with my first equity deal. It was $50,000 in an apartment complex in Tulsa. Mm. And the, the way this just shows you how I used to invest, you know, the way that I used to, to choose between my, what I was going to invest in was do the, do the property, does the pictures look good on the website? And those numbers that they have listed, those are higher than the other numbers that I've seen. Didn't really know much about it, but that's how I invested. So uh, put 50 grand in a syndication in Tulsa. About a year, year and a half later, every investor lost their investment, everything. Wow. So uh, that that was a huge, huge learning experience. But, you know, it was 100% on me. I didn't know what I was doing. And, and I took a step back, really started learning about how to evaluate real estate. Um, never, I vowed to never do crowdfunding again. Um, I only deal with sponsors directly after I get to know them, you know, vet them. And I just teach people that process of, of what I went through. And, and I can't tell you how many people have reached out to me after that article I wrote about, you know, losing that money. It was realtyshares.com was the website that's actually one under at the time, that was that was the biggest crowdfunding site back, you know, 2017, 2018, something like that. That was the fundrise or whatever today, equity multiple or, or whatever those sites are. So that um, that really helped me move forward to really teaching principles of how I was, you know, evaluating property and investing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a that's a that's a big loss to take, uh, right, Chris? I mean, that's because you know, we invest passively in syndications as well, and usually the minimum somewhere you know twenty five, fifty thousand dollars, and you know to take that loss, that's a that's a nice uh, punch in the gut for sure. But uh, 
you know, I think the biggest, like you said, the biggest takeaway from that is, you know, you learn quite a bit, you know, you, you know how to analyze deals now, evaluate sponsors, build those relationships. So, you know, that, uh, you know, this is, this is a good investment to make. So I think that's a, that's a great um, thing to learn about. Uh, Jeff, I kind of want to transition a little bit. I want to talk about your experience as a doctor, right? So <clears throat> you, you're intimately familiar with, you know, doctors and their pain points, financial pain points, especially, can you talk to us about some of those and kind of what, you know, you're having these pain points and it drove you to passive investing, right? Can you talk about maybe some pain points that other doctors experience that, that would really like maybe entice them to this type of investing? A lot of it has to do with, you don't know what you don't know. And until I was injured or had a that minor wrist injury, I, I really didn't know to even look for other income streams and not so much that I wanted to make more money. It was just more of an insurance policy. And so, so teaching people that, making people aware of that is, is one thing. So that, that's a, a pain point, but probably the biggest pain point is doctor burnout. And a study show now that over 40% of all doctors are basically miserable um, with the amount of taxes they're paying. They're having to work longer hours, more shifts to, to, Basically, they're having to do that every year. Insurance reimbursements are going down. So they're having to, they have to keep working more each year to make the same or less than they were making the previous year. So they have all this debt. They're working all these hours. They're miserable, but they don't, they know that they can't quit because they got too much into it. Mm-hmm. Where else can they go to to work to make the kind of income to keep their lifestyle to pay off their debt? So it's just a cycle, and it's really causing um, a lot of a lot of them to burn out. Unfortunately, suicides going up. Suicide rate. I had two friends that that unfortunately took their lives a couple of years ago. One of them was a kid I grew up with my whole life, played ball with. Um, his dad also the same thing, you know, took his life. And, you know, if, if any of this information that I can give just to show people that there's another option that you don't have to be miserable, you know, your whole life, that's, um, that's key for me to, to get that message out there. You, you yeah. mentioned something like the, 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 this overwhelming stress of debt and whatever, like I, I can't even really speak on it. Suicide. It's uh it's, it's a permanent solution to a temporary problem. Uh, but the whole burnout thing, like, you know, I'm just kind of curious, you know, w- you know, coming from the medical field, your, your days start early, your day goes long. How do you find that additional time to, to work on your real estate goals? And, and how does that affect like the balance of, you know, raising a family and that whole point? And how do you keep from burning out while doing all that? Well, I, I, you know, I, I've always heard, you, when you find something that you're truly passionate about or you love doing it, you don't look at it like work. I was like, yeah, whatever. But I mean, it's true. I just, I enjoy it. I find time. I don't treat patients on Fridays uh, today. And so uh, a lot of that, uh, you know, a lot of this time is geared towards learning about that, you know, blogging or podcast interviews uh, in between patients, you know, whenever I can find time. But again, I have my balance, you know, I'm, when I'm here at work, that's what I'm focused on. But when I get finished, you know, uh, I take care of my health, whether working out or playing tennis or sports with my kids and then family time. But so it has to be very structured and balanced. If not, you know, I'd be all over the place. So I'm, I'm a um, very, uh, 
where I try to be as structured as possible. Um, I always, I've always told my wife, you know, I'd be really easy to to have her uh, call somebody to take me out because you know exactly where I'm going to be every <laughs> <laughs> pretty much. Oh yeah. Nine o'clock. He's here. Yeah. You know, you can, you can find him here. You can take him out here, you know? So uh, I'm, I'm definitely a creature of habit. Uh, I do, the, I mean, do the same thing all the time. Uh, I read the same, you know, read at the same time, read my Bible in the morning, read three to four books at night, you know, just kind of an ongoing deal. So it's just, I, I find time, it, you know, it's, you can go and actually Google like what statistics America, I, I was just researching this other day for an article, like statistics Americans use their time with, whether it's sleeping, social media was like two and a half hours a day or something like that, crazy. Uh, so just think about that. There's two and a half hours. If you get off Facebook, two and a half hours a day times, you know, 365 days a year, that's a lot of time you can put towards. It's true. You know? Um, it's kind of like people will find the time what's important to them, just like people will find the money, the way to get money to what to buy whatever's important to them. How many times do you see a hobo with a cell phone or something like that? I mean, they're they're gonna find a way to get money or to get a vehicle, whatever, even though they may live under a bridge. So it's what's important to people yeah. that they'll find time for. And you've got to make that important enough to you. You gotta, you know the, you know, the book, Simon Sonic, your why, you got to have a why that's pushing you every day. Hey, I, I've got to do this for my family or I have to do this for me or, or whatever. Where there's a will, there's a way. Absolutely. Absolutely. Jeff, I want to take some time to talk about passive investing. I know that you deal with doctors and high wage earners, and I noticed you also have something on your, on your whiteboard back there. And I kind of want to talk about that for a second. So say you're t- speaking with a doctor or some high wage earner, and they're interested in passive investing, but don't know where to get started or how to get started. Can you talk to us a little bit how you approach them and what you're telling them to take the next step? Um, I've, I put together a, a little ebook, um, if people want to download it, they can go to uh, debtfreedr.com slash free guide. And it's it's basically an introduction to how I got started with finding um, different streams of passive income, why it's important, and a couple of examples too. looking at the traditional way that financial advisors teach the accumulation model you know, work until you're 70. And then hopefully you save up enough money that you don't run out. But I'm I'm showing a wholly, totally different way. You know, it's, it's think about it on, on in re, a reverse engineer it, figure out how much your personal expenses are and then replace that with passive income. And, you know, you don't have to wait till you're 70. You could do it at 40 or younger. Or, you know, I'm, my goal is five years or less to transition out. Whether I make it or not, you know, so be it. But at least that's, that's what I'm geared towards instead of just mindlessly going to work, mindlessly going to work every day, not even thinking about it. And you will work until you die if you, if you have that um, mentality. Yeah, absolutely. I totally agree with that. Um, I think that's kind of a lot of path. Uh, you know, that's a path for many people, right? They work until they basically die because they don't have their financial setup uh, the way that, you know, that best suits them. Uh, Jeff, you know, we've talked about a lot today, discussed a lot, loved hearing about your story. Uh, before we want to before we run out of time, we want to take some time and shine the spotlight on you. So uh, tell listeners more about, uh, you know, what you got going on. Yeah. If people want to find out more about my, I guess the, the longer version of my story or the, the different things that I'm learning as I'm building passive income or real estate, they can go to my website, debtfreedr.com. 
and uh, there'll be a link there to download the passive income guide. Or again, they can just go to debtfreedr.com forward slash free guide to do that. There's also a link on there for the different podcasts that I've been on. Um, you know, so for instance, whenever you guys take this one and send me the the recording, I will link that up there. So I've, I've been on several, so there's several different topics, you know, whether it's taxes or debt or passive income. So I've, I've got those listed on there. So if, if you don't want to read any articles or anything like that, then, you know, you can listen to a couple of those while, you know, on your commute or on the working out or something like that. And, and just get in the habit of starting that process of doing that. And, and it can make a world of difference. Those are some great resources. We're going to make sure to link to those in our show notes. And we highly recommend all our listeners to go check that out. Uh, go learn more about Jeff and what he has going on. Jeff, it's been a great conversation. Really appreciate you coming on the show today. Yeah. Thanks for having me guys. Go Sooners. Hey, thanks for listening to today's episode. Head over to iTunes to subscribe to the show. And while you're there, we really appreciate you leaving a rating and written review. If you have any questions or topics you'd like to hear on the show, connect with us on social media or through our website at twosmartassets.com. We look forward to speaking to each and every one of you. Talk to you soon.